Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We show you how to bet tonight's MLB All-Star Game with three special picks from yours truly. We also take a look at a sports land sale in the metaverse that might not be worth getting involved in. And DraftKings has a new idea that might be worth listening to. That and more as we get rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Vera. All views in the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests in this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views in this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. Now, let me tell everyone off the top why we are here, why the two of us have been assembled on this show, almost forming like Voltron. It's an old school reference. If you know, well, then you know. We're here to educate you. We're here to educate you on how to make money, whether you're investing in the wagering space, in the sports wagering space, or investing in the games. What we want to do is take our experience, and I've got decades of experience handicapping uh, every sport known to man, whether it's horse racing, whether it's high lie, whether it's the the main sports of football, baseball, basketball, and whatnot. Uh, we want to put that know-how to work for you. We want to give you an edge. And Anthony's got massive amounts of knowledge and experience when it comes to the investing world. He lives it. He breathes it. This is who we are. And I guess, Anthony, the best I can put this is we want to share it to help people make the best possible choices to getting as much bank as they possibly can. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a function of creating a platform and delivering information so people can make educated decisions um, when they go to when they go to do something, whether it's buying crypto, whether it's handicapping a game, whether it's looking at a line and evaluating how they're going to make money or it's uh, it's actually listening to you and finding deep value um, in some uh, in, in, in some sports picks. I mean, we're here to educate and we're here for, to help people be informed and, uh, and hopefully get a little bit more out of what they're uh, what they're trying to do. What I want to take is people who right now might be going with their gut, might not knowing be knowing which way the wind is blowing and, and try yeah. to correct that a little bit, you know, arm them with that information, get that inside them. And then if you know you want to make your, your decisions based on that or not, it's totally up to you. But at the end of it, yeah. at least you've, you've had an opportunity to, to hear us out and put that on the table. And that is where we begin today. I mean, we're starting on a day. I often joke that this is the three days in sports where there are no sports, right? You've got basically nothing yeah. going on. Uh, I think there might be some wacky golf tournament going on that nobody's paying attention to. The main thing people are paying attention to is the MLB All-Star Game. And you might wonder to yourself, why bet on an All-Star Game? Why would I be tempted to bet on an All-Star Game? And for a lot of people, I think the answer is you're not going to. But for others who really want to see if there's there's value in the space, have a little entertainment, I, I think you can find angles in this game. And we're going to have a th- we're going to have three picks at the end of this segment, at the end of the show today. So stay tuned for those. They'll all be centered around the MLB All-Star Game, which I'm wearing the shirt for. See? Shout out to Toronto back in 91 when they had an All-Star Game back way back then. Uh, but yeah, we want to find you some angles that will turn you a profit without having to uh, perhaps lay out too much money. That's that's basically where we want to go with the MLB All-Star Game. Did you watch, first of all, the Home Run Derby last night? I did. I did. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually curious to hear your take on on the All-Star Game because at, from my perspective, the only one, the only event that I would bet on is the Home Run Derby. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I am very curious to hear what the lines are and what the juice looks like on the, uh, on the all-star game. But yeah, I mean, it was great last night. Um, I think J rods, J rods, one of the best hitters in the league. I mean, he's one of the most, he's one of the brightest spots in the league. Um, and I think everybody was really curious to see if Pete Alonso could do a three Pete, um, with the, uh, with, with the home run derby and bring it home again for the Mets. Now, see, that's interesting. And I don't want to go too far back in time, but let me tell you how I handicapped it because I sent you my ticket last night and it was a yeah. winning ticket. Juan Soto took it home. Uh, this is a guy who battled Pete, Pete Alonso last year. He spread out, yep. what, 40, I think it was 46 home runs 
uh, in one one sitting. It was a, a pretty marvelous thing to watch. He wasn't as electric last night. But when you're breaking down a home run derby, what you want to look at is how the bracket is going to shake down. So for yeah. me, it was, will Pete Alonso do this a third time? My answer was no. Okay, who provides more value out there on the board? Obviously, it's last year's runner-up. What does his path look like? Well, if he got Albert Pujols, and he did, you know, Albert is 43 on his birth certificate, yeah. probably more like 46 in real life. <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was a pretty easy so path taking, to victory. We're, we're, we're just taking shots here this morning. Well, I mean, it's, listen, uh... I think the guy lied about his age for a very long time. What am I going to say about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but I, uh... you know, I, I cashed the ticket last night at plus 350. Now, let's look ahead to tonight because I think a lot of people are wondering where the hell is the value. And I think there is some on the board. When I look at it, I look at, you know, some things are way too obvious. So I've heard a lot of people, and let's dissect this very quickly because it's important. A lot of people have said, well, Aaron Judge is going to have a phenomenal game tonight. He's a co favorite, second favorite with Otani to win the MVP. I think that's false. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would just flat out take judge. I feel like that's a blanket statement just based on regular season facts. Well, and that's I the mean, problem. I would be more inclined to, I would go Tani over judge. Well, and I also look at Aaron judge and I think to myself, Aaron judge is suffering through an injury. He's not playing at a hundred percent. Ask yourself this question before you put a bet on tonight's all-star game, whether it's the total whether, and we'll get into it a little later on. As I mentioned, we're going to have some picks later on in the show. Whether it's the total, uh, whether it's the MVP, how many innings do you think Aaron Judge is actually going to play tonight? Because my answer is probably two. I was going to say under three. So, yeah, two. So, what is he going to do in those two innings? Does he get even a second at bat? Probably not. Is he going to do something no. spectacular in the field that saves the game that early on? Probably not. So, I lean against those kind of narratives. I lean against those kind of ideas. And I also think just because you've got a stacked deck of hitters that it's going to be a scoring fest— I think a lot of people, Anthony, look at this game and look at other All-Star games and just assume all sorts of superstars, all sorts of points. I think that's a false narrative as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that definitely is the case. I mean, you've got the best hitters in the league, but you've also got the best pitchers in the league. They're not going out there and just throwing meatballs. Um, they're going out there and trying to pitch, trying to perform. I mean, it's, it's, it's what they do. Um, it's not the home run derby. I don't really see it as being some sort of just scoring bonanza. Um, like you see in the NBA when they run the score up to what it's like a buck 60 buck 70 buck 80 um, the last couple of years that they've scored I don't think baseball repeats that or even comes close I think it's probably going to be a much more conservative uh, game as to what you're alluding to yeah and when I put that when I put things down and I did this yesterday right I did this because I wanted to crunch the numbers not just for people who are watching or listening but because I do this this is what you know my life consists of when I don't have a microphone in front of my face number one thing for me you nailed it in an all-star game pitching which team can put together yeah. a rotation of starting pitchers? And I'm talking about stringing them together so they're like almost like a relay race, passing a baton yeah. to the next pitcher, to the next pitcher, and be successful against the best hitters on the planet. Uh, you also have to remember that these outfielders, infielders, they're going to get subbed out constantly. You're also looking at a, a, a number of all-stars that aren't in the lineups of these teams, specifically for the National League, where a lot of these guys were injured during the regular season. They got voted in, yeah. but they're not on the roster. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I'm curious to see how it goes, because the one thing with baseball, it's all the pitchers that are in this game. They're like the cream of the crop. They don't need an inning to get settled in. Usually they come out swinging um, right off the bat in the first inning. So, I mean, you're going to see the best stuff from every pitcher as they come in. And I just think it's going to neutralize the bats. Um, I'm on the exact same side of this as you are. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll give, give give some selections a little later on. I'll give you a full breakdown of my picks a little later on. So are the there show, any but... are there any like individual bets that you're betting on, or you're just looking at the game really from a uh, for, from a whole point of view? 
All right, I'm going to tip my hand just a little because I don't want to give too much away for the end of the show, but it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, one, I'm looking, I am looking at the total, but I'm looking at it, you know what the prism method is when you take something, you flip it around and you look at it a different way? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I'm doing that with this game tonight on the total. I'm looking okay. at the total a little differently because I think what we see is a lean towards the trends when the lines get set. And this is an important note for people watching. Maybe it's your first time betting a baseball game or first time betting an all-star game. The total is set a certain way based on trends most of the time because you've got uh, a lot of history to work with, and the history dictates here that you don't get a lot of runs. But the house already knows that, right? The bookmakers yeah, yeah. already know that. So they've baked that in. So what I've done, and I'll tell you a little bit about it later, is I've taken it so that I've taken a bit of a twist to that and added a little something to it. We'll talk about that later on. But I think that that can be the obvious, oh, it's going to go under just because it's always gone under. I'm not sure that's the case. I've also looked at the the MVP of this game and talk about that a little later on in the show. I think it's a bit of a, you know, can be a bit of a crapshoot because you never know who's yeah. going to be up as we talked about. But I think there's some some value there as well. Uh, and I've taken a winner in this game, just an outright winner, because what you end up getting is a very close line in an all-star game, right? In this situation, yeah. you're talking minus 115 for the National League, minus 105 for the American League. There's not a lot of difference between the two teams. The only difference seems to be that the fact that this is in a National League ballpark. Yeah, I mean, that's that's way closer than I expected. I didn't think it was going to be a 115-105 uh, spread. So that's, uh, yeah, and I mean, I guess the ballpark, I'm not sure actually how L.A. plays into it, if it's a hitter's field or if it's a pitcher's field. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this all... Uh, all unfolds and how these picks uh how these picks play out especially because we got a little bit of proprietary stuff going on in the uh in in the process yeah and, and you know you, you look at it, you talk about a pitcher's field or a hitter's field i think when you have the best pitchers in the game i almost think it's a bit of a moot point you saw some of the guys yeah. last night in the home run derby i watched it very closely to see how the ball was exiting the stadium some of the best hitters in the game being thrown beach balls because it's their training coach that's throwing to them yeah. you know third baseman's throwing to them they were they were struggling to get the ball out of the stadium last night. That tells me a yeah. lot of those balls are going to be kept in uh, against the fence. They're not going to go out. They're not going to see a lot of home runs, but that kind of factors into it as well. But it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll get to our picks a little later on in the show and have a conversation about that. We'll give you three to walk away with. Maybe that's what we should call it. Three to walk away with. I like that. Yeah, walk away with grab grab a three pack and uh grab a three pack and let it rip. <laughs> Yeah, we also want to, of course, talk about the business end of things, and there have been a lot of uh, developments. I found this interesting because I know you follow FaZe Clan quite closely. Uh, they're set to join the NASDAQ stock market tomorrow. Uh, the organization yeah. is going public. I, I think the biggest question is, uh, you know, will this be successful? But let me, let me ask about the capital end first. How easily will it be for this organization to raise capital going forward now that they are going public? I don't know here. So I'm a big fan of esports. I'm a big fan of the games. I think it's the next frontier and or not it, it's here, but I mean I think it's really going to be the next frontier in like entertainment and engagement and just sporting um in general versus live sports, especially if you start to see more of like a metaverse element that get that gets implemented. Um but I mean I, I love esports. I'm not too sure how it works from a revenue perspective. So when you look at FaZe Clan, like they're the best in the business. I don't know what their agreements look like, but a lot of their revenue is driven by their influencers that own their their audiences. Like I'm not sure FaZe Clan owns those social media um, accounts. Again, going into esports, the publishers actually own the games and the content. Right. These teams win 
win, win, win prizes and they win hefty prizes and they've got licensing rights to their brand and they've got um, a ton of different revenue buckets, but they don't actually own the IP around the game that they're playing. Um, so a lot of everything just resides back to the publisher. Um, the good thing is, is this is going to give everybody a very deep look into what these organizations can do, um, how they're financially engineered and really what the revenue opportunity and how they're, how they're scaling it is, is done because now that they're public, it's good. Everything's going to be out there in the open. Um, so I mean, I think it's going to be let a learning me, let, experience. Let me ask you that question then. What kind of scrutiny? Cause I, I've never taken a company public obviously, but I, I don't I think they're fascinated. profitable. Okay. I don't, I don't think they're profitable. I don't think they're profitable. I don't think that they're, I, I don't think that, that they're, they're very easily, uh, scaling revenue. Um, I'm not sure how, how the, how the, the audiences work and, and really what a user acquisition model looks like for something like this. That being said, they have a strong brand. Um, but a company that is predicated on esports and tech isn't going to make a revenue in a business out of selling merch. Um, so, I mean, that's not really going to move the needle um, per se. So, I mean, we can talk about the brand as, as, as grandiose as possible, but you're not going to see FaZe sponsoring the Lakers or right. something like that. Um, I'm really curious to see what it's like. I mean, this smells to me like a <clears throat> liquidity event. Um, for bankers and for execs and for insiders of the company. I don't know why you would take this public right now. Um, it's probably the worst time to take a company like this public. Either that or they're just making a shitload of money hand over fist um, internally. And it is a great business and it's going to do well um, on the public markets. But I mean, time will tell. I won't be touching it. All right, let me let me explore your initial theory because I, I like gloom and doom better. That's just kind of where I lean. Uh, if they fail to show financial success, they are the leaders in this space. What kind of trickle down impact is that going to have when you talk about the overall esports industry? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think that that would basically allude to that it's it's to be determined really what the viability of the business is, um, the way that it's set up now. I mean, it is bringing in a ton of money. I mean, you look at Twitch, um, you look at the picks and shovels in the in the industry. I mean, Twitch is a is a unicorn um, on its own, and I mean, it's built an entire platform off of people just watching games. Like games aren't going anywhere. Games are innovating. It's yet to be determined, I guess, if these teams are profitable. I mean, there's a reason why NBA teams, MLB teams, NFL teams, they're not public. They're private businesses that are run. Most of them at a loss, um, depending on depending on what's going on. And I mean, I think this is going to be a really good barometer as for the appetite and just the uh, the financial well being of these companies. Because I mean, we've seen them a couple of the co a couple of these companies. They're much smaller. Um, go public in Canada. I can't name one that's been successful. Yeah. Um, on the TSX or on the Neo or even on the CSE, um, there were gaming companies that came out and they just floundered. And I don't think they could figure out how to make money on their own. That being said, I think Phase is a different animal. Um, it's absolutely a blue chip um, per se. And I mean, I'm curious to see what the strategy is. Maybe it's consolidating more teams under this um, umbrella and creating more of a portfolio um, of teams. But I mean, the guys that are running it are smart. They were first to market. They knew to go with social media. They knew how to create their audience. I'm curious to see, though, to what extent they're monetizing that audience and how much it can actually grow. 
Uh, I was watching the the video for this, and I was curious to get your take on it. Originally, I thought, oh, here we go, just another company kind of throwing something out here, another idea in the metaverse. And I dug a little deeper. There's some pretty big people behind this next project. Uh, Nas is behind it. A couple of NBA players are behind it. It seems like it's pretty buttoned up to me. It's a, a public land sale that started yesterday, I believe, or earlier this week uh, to purchase uh, virtual sports areas they you know they say everything from a high-end fan cave to hang out with friends uh, from around the world where you can customize your own nfts you can play pool you can stream sports events advertising renting all sorts of different things yeah. it's all focused around the world of sports uh, i did get an email because i signed up for the email list today saying hey we still have some land available which means it didn't probably bang right away when it came to the, the launch on july 14th what do you make of this? Because the video I kind of looked and said, eh, this didn't blow my socks off. I wanted something that looked really like, okay, I, I can't live without being in this. I need to buy some land here so I can be a part of this. I'm not yeah. sure it did it for me. So this might surprise you, but I wouldn't buy an, I wouldn't buy Metaverse land right now if you gave it to me for free, um, as far as I'm concerned. it's I think it's buzzwords. Um, I think that it you need to have an established project and an established community before you start to do any sort of metaverse land sale. I mean, they're not the sandbox. They're not the central land. They're not the other side. <clears throat> One thing that I think is going to be a big problem in the metaverse is people have these land, this land and people have this real estate, but the real value is on me or on you to create and build and activate that land. We're not developers. These right. games don't have the tools that you see in Roblox, that you see in Fortnite, that you see in Minecraft um, to really give everybody a drag and drop in an environment where they can create and they can actually activate their land. And if people don't do that, people lose interest and then the users just drop off the face of the earth. I don't really want to see any more metaverse platforms that are selling land. I'd rather a publisher create a metaverse, let everybody plug in, and then just start buying products, whether they're NFTs, whether they're engaging in games. But the whole buying land on the front end sale to get in, as far as I'm concerned right now, it's a cash grab. It's okay, so let, a me cash grab. let me ask you the question then, dude, because I'm very curious as to what you said. How far are we then from that happening where it's sort of a wholesale buy and then everybody can kind of come in and join? And the second question to that is, why is it not happening en masse already? I mean, there's enough money out there in these companies that would seemingly want to get interested in this. I mean, there really, there really isn't. I mean, what people don't understand, and I guess I might understand this a little bit more because I've played games my whole life, video games are fucking hard to build. They're very hard to build. There's a reason that Microsoft paid what nine billion, or I was either seven point five or whatever nine billion for Activision Blizzard. Like proofs in the pudding. There's very few people or very few studios that build games that work and that stay around for a very long time. If you think that all of these Web three startups are going to just raise ten, twenty, thirty million bucks. And say, hey, we're going to go to market. We're going to build this immersive, um, immersive MMO, MMORPG or immersive AAA rated game. Bring it to market. Here's the NFTs. Everything's going to be fine. I tell them all that they're lying. It costs hundreds of millions of dollars and millions of dollars on an ongoing basis to create and maintain a game, especially one that you're going to have as an active world 
where people are are in it and 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 creating and curating and transacting. Um, these things are hard. These things aren't going to be built by novice teams. For me, if the metaverse is going to really take shape, it's going to be Activision Blizzard, Microsoft, Riot, Take Two, um, the guys over at uh, at Unreal. Um, it's that 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 that's who's going to build this stuff. Um, and until then, I think Fortnite is going to roll out some sort of metaverse um eventually i think world of warcraft will the create places that already have metaverse. the experience doing yeah it. and they already have the user base i right. mean the one thing that we're the one thing that we're really having a problem with right now with only gems is people are like all right we'll, we'll put our cards on chain but ebay's got all the buyers so why am i going to come to you when the buyer pool's not there same thing with games if there aren't 10,000 20,000 people on the server when i log in and there's nothing to do I'm fucking out of there. Sure. Like there's the, 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 there's no utility. And it's all like going, it's players, like going to a club and there's no one inside. You're like, okay, well, yeah, this is a waste. I mean, I'm not even buying the drink. All the players are in those. All, all, all the players are in those ecosystems already. So I mean, it's really they need to go to them, um, not the not 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 the reverse. And I mean, I'm not gonna buy land in a metaverse anymore just on on future future gains. Like I think Chris Brown just did an NFT mint. He sold seventy or something out of the ten thousand. So that tells you what's going on right now in NFT world. Um, I'd stay away from this stuff, regardless of who's involved. A sports metaverse. Uh, if Nintendo rolled it out. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if Nintendo rolled it out and said, look, we now have like a Weverse, like you can plug in and play like the tennis or soccer or whatever. And it was like a brand. I'd say, sure, sign me up. Um, but as far as this goes, it doesn't surprise me at all. That the mint, uh, the mint hasn't sold out yet, and people are a little weary um, to buy uh, to buy this kind of land. Is there a low you would look at though if they started discounting this stuff where you jump in? No, no. not even. Okay, good enough. No. Uh, I'm drafting... afraid. I'm afraid the board apes, like board apes, just did that other side land mint um, yep. where I sold all my land um, right away. And I mean, they're doing betas with the game right now. I don't know how they're going to keep everybody's attention. They basically just keep creating instances to throw everybody in there. Everyone's like jumping around and like excited, but there's nothing to do. Like you need a certain level of like UI, UX and gameplay to keep people's interests. And I'm really hoping that these guys get their shit together. Um, because if not, it's going to be very counterintuitive for the, uh, for the industry. We're a couple minutes away. We've got our three picks coming up uh, in just a couple of moments, but I wanted to sneak this in very quickly. DraftKings, uh, now looking, you know, they've done decently in the world of NFTs. It hasn't been so bad for them, but they're also now looking uh, to expand when it comes to communication and having these social feeds uh, yeah. within their own platform. I think this is interesting because they launched this back in 2020. They're expanding it. They they put in a feature where users can actually join daily fantasy contests specifically with friends. Uh, of course, they've integrated the sports book into all of that now as well. C kind of creating a community. I, I don't know if this is going to... I, I think it will, actually. I'm not going to say I don't know. I do know. I think this will actually work because sports betting is largely about communicating with other people. It's about me yeah. sending you a ticket via WhatsApp like I did last night. I think this is an interesting idea where everybody's in the same hub, whether it's friends, whether it's people who don't know each other. The score up in Toronto, by the way, in Canada, uh, they've got a feed where just on their own their own sports app, you can talk to other people who are betting on the game, who are having uh, conversations about it. I think this is a decent idea. I, I don't know how much further it takes the DraftKings brand, but at least they're trying. I think it's going to do insanely well. Um, I think it's going to be do insanely well. Um, that actually just brought up 
something that I completely forgot about, and it was covers. Um, yep. Covers.com. Um, I used Canadian to go website. there to look for... Shout out. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised that someone hasn't bought Covers.com yet. Um, as far as one of the DraftKings guys, Penn, uh, FanDuel. I mean, you go on there, and that is a community. That is a very strong community. It's a very, it's, it's probably still as active as it was when I was on there five, six, seven years ago. Um, and it just goes to show that there is a social element. There is a community building element. And if you can build that inside your platform, it's a very strong uh, value proposition. I'm going to say that when they roll this feature out, it's going to be a massive win um, for the company, probably in terms of user engagement and as well as keeping people on site because a lot of these people won't leave. Because people are looking for an edge, people are looking for, for 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 conversation, and I mean, if it's there and the resources are there, I, I think they're going to knock it out of the park with that. I would, I'm actually very excited to see it roll out. You're the master of segues when you don't even know it. Knocking it out of the park. Let's segue right into the three picks that you need to take home tonight when it comes to the MLB All Star Game. Kind of a cheesy segue, but what the hell? I mean, it's it's obvious, so let's just take it. It was it's natural. It was natural, right? I guess I shouldn't have shown a light on it, but that's what we do. Uh, let's talk about the three picks for tonight. Of course, we don't have a full slate of games. When we really start rolling on the next broadcast, we'll have a lot more games to talk about. But the three all come from the same game. It is the MLB All-Star Game. Uh, I start off tonight, Anthony, taking a look at the American League, minus 105. Uh, you, you know, when I said it, you kind of, your eyes lit up saying, okay, well, wait a minute. Why am I getting the American League at, at almost even money? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense here. I'll tell you why in a second, but it's an attractive offer, no? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I like those. I, I mean, I'm curious to see how they came up with those lines, but I mean, 105, I'll take all day for the AL, um, well, especially I, I, with, the, with the lineups that they have. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said, though. I think when you look at it and, you, you know, I don't think this is the kind of game where they've got all of the analysts in the back room. It's only a few people that really ultimately make the lines. Yeah. I don't think they're hiring this out to consultants or really even running it through uh, that many machines. The analytics suggest that these are two very stacked teams of all-stars. They are what they are. Somebody's got to be a favorite. Uh, you know, you've got to, I'm going to guess the American League by game time will take a little betting money and this will become more of an even offering. But if you can get minus 105 while you're listening to this, I would take it. And here's a couple of reasons why. American League has won eight straight times. In the last 24 yeah. games, they are 23 and one. Now, Trends are important what? when you're, yeah, 23 and one. And there was that one anomaly. Remember when it was a tie and all media kind of exploded saying, why the yeah. hell is this a tie? How can you have a tie? What am I teaching my kids? 23 and one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, are we, right? Like you're already putting the bed. In. <laughs> yeah. Um, I understand the trends are, are important, but I also take a look at the National League, they are missing some of the best pitchers in the game from their lineup. They yeah. were voted to the All-Star game. They're injured. The Brewers' Corbin Burns is gone. Uh, the Braves' Max Fried is gone. The Giants' Carlos Rodon is gone. I think this, you know, we talked about it earlier. I look at pitching when I handicap All-Star games specifically. There's an advantage here. The AL has Shane McClanahan from the Rays, who's an absolute stud. The Jays' Alex yeah. Manoa. Think of them handing the baton off, like I mentioned earlier. These are the probably yeah. the best string of all-star pitchers I've seen in a very long time. I think that the the first couple of innings, and we'll get to it in a second, will be competitive for the National League, but I think ultimately the American League wins this again and records their ninth straight victory. I'll be laying some uh I'll be laying some some coin on the AL. Um, I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that line. You uh you got me sold. Yeah, and I, I just think it, it's just common sense. Again, do what you got to do, but the the information's there for you. Now, I yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier, I mentioned earlier that these games, uh, you know, 
notoriously are pitchers' games. The under, you want to talk about a stat, the under is also 12-3 and three over the last 15 games. And in those three, there were a couple of the went to extra innings that were still under the total by the start of the ninth inning. So when you look at okay. that, you think to yourself, okay, it's an interesting number when you consider it's the best players in the game. It's not people scoring at will. There's a lot of defense. There's a lot of pitching. Great pitching still beats great hitting. The total right. has moved to seven and a half. And I mentioned this earlier. When you see a total like this and you see it on trend and representative of that trend, that seven and a half, eight, stay away from it. Because yeah. the bookmakers are telling you, we know the trend. We already understand the trend, and that's baked into this number. I have this number at about a seven-run game. Am I going to lay any okay. money on an under on that? Absolutely not. But this is where I put the prism method in, okay? So I know there's value in a low-scoring game. I flip it around a little bit. I've got Clayton Kershaw, who's going to be playing in front of the Los Angeles Dodgers faithful. I think he's going to throw some gems right out of the start. I trust yeah. the American League pitchers already. I think you know, the best way to go and play this is to take the first five endings under four runs. So you take you take the total, you cut it in half. Under, first under four runs combined? Under four runs combined. Oof. You don't like that, why? Psychologically it just doesn't sound right, but your your rhyme and reason makes sense. I'm not saying I don't like it. I was just kind of thinking for me it's like an all star game and it's for me I obviously I said pitching usually wins. But it's just what uh, it's like four home runs in five innings or like four, four jacks. Four jacks, you still get a push. If it was four yeah, and a I half, I wouldn't true. touch it. Four and a half, I wouldn't yeah. touch it. And here's why: at least you get the cushion of you know you walk away with your money at the end of it. If in fact it's just four runs that get scored, that's even. It's a yeah. push. You get your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like that better than the over. Um, it's one thing that I've seen from betting baseball games. It's after the fifth inning, usually everything goes to hell um, with whatever you're thinking. So, I mean, I, uh, I, I definitely like the, uh, well, like the five run bet versus the nine inning bet, five inning bet versus the nine inning bet. Yeah. Cause I think anything at the end, you know, you're leaving it to then relief and how, how dedicated people are, who's yeah. interested. Somebody might, you know, hit a home run that puts you over that total of seven and a half. The last one I'm going to put on the board is uh, our three picks this afternoon or this evening or morning, whatever you're watching this. Hopefully it's before the All-Star game. Uh, my MVP pick, and again, I wouldn't break the bank on this. I'd be playing a very small stake on this because the odds are very high, but it's small outlay for big, big reward. Uh, I would stay away from guys like Otani and Judge. I think they're far too obvious in the in the race when it comes to being the MVP of the game. They may not be in the game all that long. Managers may pull yeah. them out. They may pull themselves out of the game. I look at last night in the home run derby and I said to myself, Juan Soto is a guy who's going to be out of the nationals, out of a nationals uniform, probably by the trade deadline, which is coming up in yeah. August. I think he put on a showcase last night to say to prospective teams, Hey, here I am. Come get me. Look what I can do. I feel the same is going to happen in the all-star game, but it's not going to be Juan Soto. Rafael Devers is a young kid who I don't think the Red Sox can keep hold of. He's going to be a very big piece on the market coming up either this year or, or sometime in the near future. Yeah, yeah. He's in the three spot, which is not his natural spot. Normally he's in the two spot when he's batting. I think it offers some great value with the batters in front of him getting on base. He's got an opportunity to put an early home run on the board. Uh, he's, a, he's a lethal batter. He's a great fielder and great player. You can get him at plus 2,400 right now. And if you like Shit. the American League, yeah, if you like the American League yeah. and you want a little taste and you want somebody who might stand out, he actually might play a little more of this game. He's 23 years old. He may take some opportunity to play a little later on in the game as opposed to being pulled in the first couple innings. I like Rafael Devers at plus 2,400. 
Yeah, I like that line. I thought you were going to say J-Rod. Um, okay. I, I like Devers. I like that he's, he's he's in the three spot. I think that's a good pick. And, I mean, shit, for those odds, that's a, uh, that's a hell of a payout if that hits. Yeah, and again, don't break the bank on that. Uh, you know, if you're yeah, yeah. if you're following it, don't break the bank on that. It's a little something, a little fun. Again, it's an all star game, so do it responsibly. Uh, again, the three picks for tonight: the winner, the American League minus one hundred five, uh, the first five total under four runs, and the MVP of the All Star game this evening. Am I keeping you up? No, I'm. Uh, yeah, I need another coffee. <laughs> Get this man a like Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, I've been up since like four already. I like that. I mean, I like that Devers pick. I mean, for me, if I'm looking at the game and I want to throw a hundred on something. I mean, if it hits, that's a huge win. Um, I'll, I'll take that all day. I'm probably going to go with the AL um, as well um, with the 105, and then I might put a little sprinkle on my boy J-Rod um, just after seeing him go uh, go bat hit for hit with Juan Soto last night. I think he's got a lot to prove as well. Um, Soto's going to be crazy, though. I mean, it's going to be a $500 million contract um, yeah. that he's asking for if he gets dealt. Um, I can't believe he declined what they, uh, what they had initially offered him. You got to hate playing in Washington a lot if you're declining that kind of money. Yeah, I mean that's that 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 that's crazy. Um, I think he's just assuming he's going to go to Boston, LA, or New York. Um, I don't think he can go to New York just with the salary cap. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think he's. I don't, I'm assuming he's waiting for a big market. I mean, the Nationals are not scrubs. The Nationals, I think, are pretty. I mean, it's a good they're market. A decent as well, they're a decent franchise. They're, they're, Baseball they're, they're decent franchise. Yeah, they're, they're, they're decent franchise. They've got brand equity. They're, they're looked at as a, I mean, they're not an elite baseball organization, but they're definitely in the top tier um, as far as franchises go. I'm curious to see what he's what he's holding out for. But I would have to assume it's L.A., New York, Boston. Uh, sure as hell ain't coming to Miami. Yeah, I also uh, wonder how but, long uh, K-Rod's going to be able to stick around in Seattle. I mean, that's got New York written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, is they've got, I was thinking that too, but I mean, they've got, I think they're going to make a, uh, I think Otani's going to wind up on this coast. Um, I think the angels are going to, uh, are going to, are going to get rid of him. Really? Um, I, yeah, I don't think he wants to be there. I mean, the more I look into it, it kind of, the angels have floundered Mike Trout's career. I mean, I was reading an article the other day and most game, most stat lines are like, Trout goes four for five with five RBIs and three home runs and the Angels lost. It's like perennially, perennially what's happened. Um, his career has arguably been wasted in, uh, in a, even though he's the best thing in the past 40 years probably to hit the game. Um, his career has been just wasted there as far as uh, postseason goes or championships. Yeah, we shall see. It's going to be an interesting turn of the corner. We're going to talk a lot about baseball in the next couple months. We're going to have football for you coming up. Can you believe it's only like, I think they saw the 45 days till the start of college football, which is fantastic. We're going to oh, yeah. talk a lot about that. We'll talk about what NIL means to your sports wagering, uh, scheming and handicapping and how you, you break that down, how I break all of that down. Uh, we will do all of that. But Anthony, uh, this is the show for this day. And hopefully uh, some people, hopefully we make some money out of it all. Yeah, it'd be nice. Look forward to uh, look forward to Thursday going back over these lines. Hopefully Absolutely. we'll come out three, three, uh, three, three for three with the picks. If you see us smiling on Thursday's podcast, you'll know exactly why. <laughs> three, th- th- three for three would be impressive. <laughs> three for three would be uh, a monument. You, you would maybe erect some sort of statue in a small suburban community of, of me at that point. That would, I would definitely be uh, I definitely would be getting in that business if this Devers thing hits. Because I'm going like, to sprinkle a little hundred on it. Not Miami. Maybe like Sarasota or uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, Sarasota's fine. 
Estero Miami County. would cost you a million bucks for a couple square feet of land nowadays. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good chatting with you. Thank you. Talk soon. Hey, thanks for watching. This is the part where we put you to work just a little bit. So like, subscribe, and of course, tap the bell to get alerts for when new content comes out. Leave a comment if you can. And if you really liked what you saw, share it on social media, won't you?